Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This is a Titus 2 podcast by King of Kings PCA, and we hope this episode is edifying to you as you continue to grow in holiness. Hi there. This is, this is not your first rodeo. Um, Titus 2 ministry of King of Kings Church. We're women who have made every mistake in the book. I'm Linda. This is Gail. This is Helen. This is Kara. All right. So today we're going to talk about approaching your Bible Christocentrically. And for the last several episodes, we've been using as a resource a book called Before You Open Your Bible by Matt Smethurst. And one of the things in this chapter that I thought was really interesting is that he said, until you get to the Christocentric part, it could be any religion that studies the Bible. It wouldn't have to be Christianity. Jesus is the thing that informs our faith Mm -hmm. and informs our approach to scripture. I thought that was really good. And I don't think I'd ever thought about it because Jews do read at least a portion of the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. Muslims as well. Yeah. Uh, Some people just read it as it's an interesting book to read. Mm -hmm. Right. College and some high schools teach it as a literature course. Yeah. So. I know someone who says it's it should be studied literarily for every person because it's the greatest book ever written. Not a Christian, pr- pretty much a God hater, but loves the, words the Bible. And yeah. so, but just as literature. Right. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense that if you aren't focusing on the Christ part, you can be there all day and miss a lot. So to me, that says those are dead words, right? Because it's the living word of God. So when you're reading it without God, they're just dead words. Right. They're just words like any other word. Anything else? Yeah. Maybe until, because many people with that deadness, you're, you're right about that, as they read it, God's spirit yeah. quickens their heart and they right. they change from dead words right. to living words. Living words, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think doesn't even Jesus mm-hmm. refer to it as you know the living words. I was that what you said made me think of something like I know there's the whitewashed tombs that's not in that context that's not what we're talking about but you can do all the things you can even be in the right place mm-hmm. not like a cemetery is the the best place to be using as an illustration but you everything can look the way it needs to mm-hmm. but it it's not quite and I, I know that verse isn't in that reference mm-hmm. in in that context but it made me think of that verse when talking about the dead words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, even, I think, going a step further, there are words of condemnation to those who don't believe. That's true, too. You know, the words of life to those who believe only because of what God has done in us. Yeah. But they're words of judgment to those who don't believe. There is a verse for that, isn't it? I think there is somewhere. There is. It's in one of the Corinthians. <laughs> yeah. You can Google it. It's, it's in the book. What did we do before Google? <laughs> Use concordances. <laughs> oh, remember that? Mm. Yes. I have one. 
I, I have a few. I have a few. Yeah. I know I can't just have one book. <laughs> okay, but so what does it mean to come to the Bible Christocentrically? What are we looking for? You're looking for Christ. And, yeah. we, and we talk about that a lot, not approaching scripture looking for yourself or looking for some immediate way to use what the scriptures mm-hmm. are saying. So, I mean, we talk about that in multiple podcasts that if you need to be looking for Christ when you're approaching scripture. Yeah. Right. Beginning to end. Yes. You know, some people don't think, see the Old Testament as Christ because they don't talk about him openly until the New Testament. You know, Jesus Christ. Okay, now we think about that. Mm-hmm. But it's beginning from Genesis to Revelation, beginning to end. And that should change how you understand it, how you read it, how you approach it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's really true. I probably, like most Christians, spent my beginning years in a dispensationalist camp. Mm-hmm. Met wonderful people. God was faithful. I learned a ton. Amen. But I wasn't reading scripture through that lens of Christ. And I remember thinking, well, the Old Testament is before Christ, and the, and the New Testament is everything after Christ. And then that was such an epiphany, you know, to learn that it's all about him. Like in Luke, in the road to Emmaus, when Christ is talking to Cleopas and his companion, he said he opened this, you know, their eyes to the scriptures to show mm-hmm. how starting from was it Genesis or from the, the law and the prophets, everything pertaining to him. That's pretty comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. think some genres of scripture, it's easier to do that with, you know, where we can see maybe prophecy that we recognize as messianic. For me, it's really hard to see in wisdom literature. It's very hard for me to see it in, Leviticus, you know, understanding God's law and the purpose of it really helps as you see Jesus as a fulfillment of that. So it's almost like you're constantly having to read the New Testament in light of the old and the old in light of the new. We have that immense privilege, right? Saints of old only had the Old Testament. So what an amazing time we live in that we can have both perspectives. I, I think that's an important thing. Because there were faithful Christians then. They did not have New Testament at all. And they saw Christ in what they had. Which means we should be able to look at that. You know, we kind of gotten a little snobbish, I think, in, well, we're New Testament-y. And, you know, we that's not for us. Well, it's always been for everyone. And so you have to, you might have to work a little bit harder, but you cannot look, read um, Isaiah 53 and not tell me that's not talking about Jesus. So... Right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think we need to, I think that's a bad habit to get into, think like we just need to stay in the New Testament. That's our lane. It, it's not. The whole book's our lane. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. We need to fall in love with the Old Testament as much as the New Testament, knowing that Christ is on every page. Even if we're reading Levitical law, right, those laws point to Christ mm-hmm. because we yeah. can't fulfill those, right? Or, and I, don't you love when the New Testament actually points you back? Mm-hmm. Like maybe Moses raising the staff mm-hmm. in the wilderness. Or oh, he hit that rock, but that rock was Christ. That's what right. You know, and you're so, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that was 
very confusing to me in the beginning. Sometimes I'm still confused. I find the older I get, the more drawn to the Old Testament I become. And maybe that's that's why one of those, you know, the dispensational time and then kind of that mindset of this is where it is today. It's maybe it just feels more relevant. But um, gosh, I, I open my Bible like, Lord, where are we reading today? And I was like, man, I just feel like something in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And even if it is the, the, you know, books of the law, mm-hmm. there is. there's uh, yeah. And it's bigger. There's got to be, you know. God put it in there. There has to be in there for a reason. Let's find out. Let's get to the meat of where things are. It's it can be a fun journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I I like what the author says. He points out that rather than being a collection of morality tales, which we all have that experience in our somewhere in our past, you know, dare to be a Daniel or. <laughs> Be like David or, you know, be one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right. Be a Rahab. No, yeah. just Be a Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go kill myself now. <laughs> yeah. But he says that it's 66 books of various genres, 40 plus authors from a variety of backgrounds and occupations. 1,500 plus years, three continents, three languages, and one unified story of redemption. That it's one ultimate plan, one ultimate plot, one ultimate champion, and one ultimate king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's fabulous. Yeah. Very good. I wonder if... I mean, there's a huge distance of time and culture between us and both Testaments, but there's something about the Old Testament that I think can be maybe even more intimidating. There's, um, I was going to say, there's more genres, but it, it just seems to be, maybe take a little more work to understand. You know, epistles are more straightforward and, you know, things like that. So I wonder if that holds us up a little bit. Oh, I think it definitely does. Um, If you think about the Old Testament, Christ hasn't yet come, right? So you're looking forward and trying to see from their perspective how they looked forward. It's hard enough to try to put yourself in that context, right? right? To read and understand as they would have understood and then to try to project forward yes i think is really complex not that you can't do it and not that we don't have help because we have the holy spirit who illumines Mm -hmm. text for us we have resources other translations commentaries all kinds of resources if we actually want to dig in to a specific period or book or passage there are ways to do it right yeah and you find that in movies today too or shows they fast forward they reverse Mm -hmm. they're changing you know 
time periods all the time. Mm-hmm. And though sometimes it drives me crazy and it's hard to follow. <laughs> oh, but I know. It, it's one of those you, you just plow through and then it makes sense at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, we need to have that same approach and patience with scripture. We don't mind sitting there and spending <laughs> a few hours watching, you know, I know I did that in the last couple of days, finished 10 episodes in two days. Yeah. And they did that too, the back and yeah. forth thing. But, you know, we have to do that with scripture and it, um, it can seem daunting, which was one of the chapters that we already approached, mm-hmm. but the perseverance and getting, allowing those pieces to fall into place, they pay off in the end, you know, mm-hmm. as we grow and as we become more sanctified and I think that's, I think that's key, the sanctification, because early in my Christianity, I had a, the Old Testament's hard. It just is. Let, let's be real. The New Testament's hard. Absolutely. And we live in a culture where people don't read. Right. Maybe skim, but they don't read anymore. So it, it's really hard. And so to be a Christian and know that you have this call over you to be in your word and read your Bible and pray every day so you will grow, grow, grow and not shrink, shrink, shrink. That's a kid's song, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Can you sing that for us? <laughs> No, we don't have time for that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I almost did it. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, the, the, it's hard, the hard work. And how much we're, we're a lazy people. We really, the payout has to be big. And it's sad, but to a Christian, I don't know how many times I can, I'm convicted that just the word of God is not that big of a deal. And we're not supposed to say that out loud, but... We're like, it's not feeding me today. You have right. to look for something. It's about him. It's not about me. And yeah. um, Tara Lee Cobble makes this illustration that was really helpful for me. She said, imagine being on a date with a guy that you, you really like him and you want to get to know him. And he's interesting and you're, you're in so far. But yet you go on every date you go out with him on. And this is a loose illustration, obviously. But you're staring at your reflection in his sunglasses. And that's what we're doing when we're not looking mm-hmm. in, at Scripture Christocentrically. Mm-hmm. We're expecting to find out about God and what he's done and all, you know, get all the evidence we need so that we will believe what Scripture says for us in our lives. But yet we're just staring back at ourselves. And without that, and I think that's why any religion can read the Bible. But are you looking at your own reflection when you're approaching it? And it took a lot of time for me to really be able to appreciate the effort that the Old Testament takes for me to get it and understand it, even just in a in a level one mm-hmm. tier, you know, not even there's so much in there you'll never get it, but um, just even something to give me more information about who Christ is. I think you know, Helen and Carrie, you bring up a really good point about the work it takes, and we need to change how we read and how we think. Uh, we often think of sanctification in terms of morality, mm-hmm. but our minds need to be sanctified too. Right. You know, like how we think, how we approach the Bible, um, how we let it change us. Like you said, the work, yeah. it takes work. We can't just do snippets right. and think we're going to understand it, right? And we t- talked about approaching God's word prayerfully, but even specifically praying. God, would you change my mind? Would you sanctify my mind to understand you better, to understand your word better? Just think of the huge leap in sanctification 
you know, in your own lives when you went from a dispensational understanding to a covenantal understanding. Mm-hmm. That's a work of yeah. sanctification. That's a work of the spirit, right? Of course, we have to put forth effort too, but it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. He, and I think we forget. I have a friend who is not a believer, and we were talking one day, and she asked me something, and I said, you know, well, in Bible study, we're doing whatever we were doing. And she's like, how many times have you read the Bible? (laughs) And I said, I don't know, you know. And she said, well, when are you going to decide that you've read it enough? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) And I said, probably never. And she said, how can that be? You know, it just was so foreign to her to read a book more than once sure. for beta starters mm-hmm. and then to just read it over and over and over. But we'll be reading scripture for as long as we're on this earth right. and we won't understand it all. I mean, we'll grow in our understanding, in our sanctification, but we won't get there. Right in this life and that's that difference between the dead words and the living words yeah right. don't yes. understand that it's always changing yeah and which means we should always be changing but it's always there's something new well yeah. how many times have you read the same passage and you're like i've never seen that in my whole life <laughs> yes where did that come from that freaks me out yes. <laughs> it's weird and we kind of joke in our house and we say you know sometimes embarrassingly we believe in a magic book but we do and so it doesn't sound smart or reasonable to be like well it's alive and it's living and it's sharp (laughs) sharper than any sword you got like all those things but that is true and that is the element for the christian is it's going to feed you something different like how many my illustrations are weird but how many times have you eaten the same meal, like the same meal, mm-hmm. and you've just done one thing different, or you added mm-hmm. one spice different than you did the last time, and it it doesn't make it not roast chicken anymore, but it just does something different than the yeah. millions of times you've had mm-hmm. it before. And I think scripture does that the more we approach it. And that's not us. It's not like we're like, I'm going to find something I didn't find before. Mm-hmm. We just sit there, open it, try to focus on words and understand them, <laughs> and then God shows up and does something yeah. You know, like if you, but if you don't do it, he can't show up and do something. Right. Right. So maybe we could talk. We only have quite a few minutes left. That went fast. Um. (laughs) But what tools that have helped us to read Christocentrically? Um, Christopher Wright is someone who really helped me with that, seeing God in the Old Testament or seeing Jesus in the Old Testament. And I know there's others. Uh, how about you ladies? Um, Dennis Johnson has a book and now of course I can't remember the name of it but um, it's very good and he talks about Jesus through the Old Testament and I think it's called Walking with Jesus Through His Word but I think you're right. That, could that be, sounds right. you said that before. <laughs> <laughs> I could be way off. Um, one of the things that the author says is that if we think of the Old Testament as anticipation, 
I love that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That we're anticipating. Um, yeah. Then he goes on to say the Gospels are Christ's manifestation. Acts is the proclamation of the kingdom. Epistles are the explanation. And Revelation is the consummation. So nice. that's a really great mm -hmm. yeah. structure great. for the whole darn thing. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. The whole darn thing. You should write that book, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wait. <laughs> yeah. I'll pre-order. Yeah. He also says that Jesus was everything Adam failed to be, everything Israel failed to be, yeah. and everything we have mm -hmm. failed to be. Yeah, I remember, remember the sermon series on the true and better. That really helped me, too, that Jesus is the true and better Samson. Jesus is the true and better right. David. I mean, you could just go through the true and better Moses. Right. Um, that helped me to look at Bible characters as, oh, in what way did they foreshadow Christ mm -hmm. and point to him? But, of course, Jesus is true and better, right? Right. And one of the ways they... They help us to look further is that they fall short. Yes. Right? Right. So we have to keep looking. Israel had to keep looking. They had to keep anticipating. And their faith was unlike ours. You know, they were looking forward. There wasn't a cross to look back at. There wasn't a crucifixion to look back at. They were anticipating so much harder i would think yeah and to hang on to i think that's a theme that we've kind of hit on this is the bible's hard to understand period mm -hmm. old testament is really hard to understand but is there anything worth the investment more is there any hard work we could do we could learn gardening and that's a good thing music there's tons we could put effort in and we should but do we shy away from hard work for something that gives us such an amazing return doesn't make sense, does it? No. Yeah. You know, Proverbs talks about fearing God and seeking after him. Like, like he is more valuable than rubies and emeralds and yeah. gold and silver. And, you know, you think of the mining metaphor. What we mine from the Old and New Testament is more than worth any effort we put in. Absolutely. Absolutely. The author quotes John 5. Um, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. So I think that's a great place I to think stop. So too. Until next time. See you later. Today's episode was brought to you by the Women of King of Kings Church. Visit our show notes for more information.